You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. One, one, one. One, one, one. <laughs> one, one, one. You're showing one, off one, your one. talent tonight, huh? One, one, one. One, one, one. Uh, 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 I can't do it anymore. That's ridiculous. Hi, guys. This hi. is. Hi. Huh? Good evening. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Real Crime Podcast, and this is episode number 111. 111. 111. 111. 111. Chris, let me know right before the show, because I have no sense of time. I don't know where we're at in the in the, the course of this show. So thankfully, Chris, let me know that we're on episode 111. We are. We on are. 111. Thanks for uh, tuning in. If you're listening live, or if you're uh, listening to this as an archive, thank you very much. Uh, if you haven't listened to this show before, welcome, and thank you for listening to the show now. You have 110 other shows you can listen to. That's a lot of media. It is. It's a lot of content. It really is. Yes. Uh, so thank you. I we don't get this. I don't say that very often. I don't think any of us say that very often. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate that, and I uh, hope that you continue listening to uh, this beautiful show that we yes. do. Yes. This, this and, and you know. While, while we're on that trip, just for a second, uh, I do want to call Chris out here uh, for a positive thing. For once in my in the last <laughs> twenty years, I want to say something nice to you. I think, and that is, I do listen to this show every once in a while. I just tune. In. I just listen, yeah. and it's one of the best sounding shows I've ever heard. Honestly, and that is all because of you. You do put a lot, you, you do put a lot of time into this, Chris, and I and I think everybody does appreciate that. If they don't say anything, everybody should give Chris a pat on pat on his crotch uh, as a thank you. Because uh, this show does sound phenomenal. I love the way this show sounds, and I aspire for the stuff that I work on outside of this show to sound as good as this does. So that's, you know, thank you, Chris. I do mean that. Word. Beautiful. Right, so enough, enough, uh, enough ass kissing here. Enough ass kissing. Okay, enough of you. So, okay, you dumb prick. So, Let's talk about the rest of the show. <laughs> this is episode 111 of yeah. Real Crime. First thing we're going to mention is our sponsors, as yeah. usual. Uh, Sellermans. <laughs> Sellermans every week. Why and, have you not been there? Yeah, why haven't you gone yet? Have you gone, Mara? I no, I haven't. We gotta we, take Mara no there. One's, and just no get one's taking me We gotta me take out Mara yet. there one night and yeah. get her shit housed. Yeah, we Please. need to get that stuff going over there because we had quite a few things we wanted, to, events that we wanted to host there. Yeah, we I gotta think, do that. Yeah. I think we need to get on that here pretty quick. Yeah. So Sellermans, check them out. They're in Hazel Park. Yes, right on John R. Road. Best yeah. mead ever. Best mead ever. Yep. That <laughs> raspberry stuff is amazing fantastic beers i mean they're always working on something new over there if you go on their facebook page or you know any of their social media stuff you'll always see those guys out in you know in the back which is where the brewery's at and which yep. you can see you could they they're, they're happy to show you their brewery and just see those guys back oh, there cool. every day working trying new things always working on some new beautiful bouquet for you to sample. So definitely, mm. if you've not been to Sellerman's, you're out of your mind, you need some help, go to Sellerman's. Yep. And then, of course, the wonderful Flint Institute of Arts. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm still living there. Yeah? I love it there. It's beautiful. Well, when I went yeah. last year for their event when they were doing um, the the glass presentation on molding glass with the, okay. the big urns and all yeah, that, yeah, the yeah. kilns, I'm the, sorry. The glass tables. Um, it was that you, that you really, really cool, and the art they have on display yeah. is really quite cool. That'd so, be cool. Glass yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, that's not glass blowing necessarily. It's glass sculpting. Yeah. Yeah. That's really um, cool. But a very, very cool place to go. Yeah. And then, of course, projectorscreen.com. So oh. make sure you check those guys out also. Projectorscreen.com. And if you want a 10% discount, email me at chris at spoilerfreemoviesleuth.com. If you All want right. a 20% discount, you email me at loves to spooge 69 <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Loves to spooge. I still love South right. Park. Who am I kidding? Uh, yeah. Uh, projectorscreen.com is fantastic. It, Check that out for sure. Yeah. So in news this week, uh, some pretty exciting stuff happening. Mm. They're actually making a Time Bandits TV series. Heard about which that. Which we announced uh, a few months back. Yeah. But uh, Taika Waititi, who did Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. is going to be directing the show. Mm. So very good person to be taking this property over. Very creative person. And that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have the right people in control of this stuff. Yeah. You know? Um, And then uh, Captain Marvel, the fanboys lost. Really? Tell me all about this. Captain Marvel. This is in my wheelhouse. Captain Marvel was huge this last weekend. It made $153 million domestically in its opening frame. Some ridiculous number. Yeah. Yeah. Some ridiculous number. $153 million. Mm And, of course, now the fanboys are coming out this week and saying, oh, Disney is skewing the numbers to make it look like it did better than it actually did, which is, of course, a total lie. Okay. So, yeah. So, well, a lot they of, just look dumb. Yeah. Are, a they lot wearing, of, are they wearing tinfoil hats also? I believe so. <laughs> so, a lot of uh, money stuff in the news this week. Alita, Battle Angel, is actually being reported now as a box office success. Initially, they said it was going to be a total flop, but it was not a flop. It actually made $382 million globally so far. Wow. So, it's actually done quite well. Not very well in the U.S., but overall did very well. Mm. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. And then, last but not least, MoviePass, once again in the news. Let's hear all about this. Yeah. So, they posted their losses for 2018, and those numbers were actually skewed. Initially, they reported their losses were somewhere around $250 million for 2018. The actual numbers now are being reported as... (laughs) This is unreal. They lost $327 million. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, huge loss for movie Are you pass. kidding me? I'm not kidding you. That's insane. Yeah. That's uh that's uh, a lot of money to lose. Not pocket change. Hmm. So, that's our news for the week. Really not much else going on. A lot, of, a lot of people losing money apparently. Yep. So, in new releases this week, we've got Captive State, which looks really really good, and then we've got Wonder Park, which is a new animated family film. Mm. Dana went to a screening last weekend on Saturday, so we should have a review of that up in the next couple of days. And then another movie called Five Feet Apart, which I have absolutely no idea what it's about. It sounds interesting. Yeah, we're like five feet apart right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should make a movie about us. Want to huggle? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, yeah, so moving on yeah, to. Yeah. Suggested viewings. Uh, this is going to be an interesting week. Go ahead, Yeah. Um, so myself, last week I could not talk about this movie because of the embargo, but the movie by Netflix called Triple Frontier, which was in limited release for a week and a half in theaters, it's hitting Netflix this weekend. Fucking awesome movie. Really? You, If you like action movies or thrillers, like in the vein of Heat... Oh, yeah. You got to see Triple Frontier. Okay. There's a heist scene in this movie that literally I almost had to, like, stop watching. 
I was like literally like I found myself like on the edge of my seat about ready to fall off. Wow. Yeah. So wow. you definitely, definitely, definitely got to see Triple Frontier. 100%. And I think it's on Netflix like Thursday. Oh. Thursday or Friday. Well, that so, sounds cool. Cool. Yeah. That's on Netflix. It'll be on Netflix. Even yes. better. There you and go, it's the one I talked about with uh, yeah. Pedro Pascal and Ben Affleck. Yeah. 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 Oscar Isaac. No, that's a Oh, man. That's a lineup. Yeah, and then uh, Garrett Hedlund is in it also. So if you're into action and you like those guys, see this movie. 100% see this Okay, movie. cool. Mara. The Mara. All right, I just picked this movie up on Blu-ray. It's an old one. Crime Wave. Same Raimi's Crime Wave. Oh, hell yeah. It's the second movie after Evil Dead, right before Evil Dead 2. Um, it, it's, it was a failure, I guess. He, he hates it. It wasn't what he wanted. He wanted Bruce Campbell to star in it, but you know, yeah. they wanted to get their own guy in, that's, and oh, that's his he guy ended up too. having a, a Bruce Campbell and him a bit part in it. But I mean, watching it, it's yeah. if you like Evil Dead, you like Evil Dead too. It, it's right where you want to be, right in the middle of it. It's so silly. It's, it is goofy. It's like a Looney Tunes. It's like a cartoon Looney Tunes, but it's a movie. Wow. And I can't recommend it. Enough. <laughs> I can't recommend it. Enough. Enough. It's just like I'm just cracking up the whole time, the whole time, and it's it's really cool too because it's uh, it's completely shot in Detroit, so you can tell yeah. they're yeah. they're on 75. You can see the, the exit to Nine Mile. Oh man. Um, I was looking at uh, Google Maps to see what's there now, but it's right like across the street from uh, Grand Circus Park. Okay. So um, it's just it's so recognizable if you know Detroit. Outstanding. When you watch it. I'm going to have to. I never saw that. I will have to sit down with that. It's mm. just slapstick. Yeah. Silly. Jokes are ridiculous. The way they act are just over the top. Mm. Bruce Campbell just can't can't be beat. I'm so happy he actually got in it. It would have been it would have been probably a lot better if he was the lead role. You know, but. Speaking of Bruce Campbell, I'm just going to throw this out there. You've seen Bubba Hotep, I'm sure. Haven't yeah, you? Yeah. yeah. That's one of those ones. I mean, it was, you know, it's it's one of those movies that people not a not a lot of people have seen it. Yeah, the people that have seen it, they're like, "It's a great flick. I love Bubba Hood. That's it, one big, big coach." I mean, that's it's got some it's classic fun. lines. Yeah, and Bub and, and Bruce Campbell really pulls off the Elvis thing. Too. He does. I mean, he has that. A lot of people have seen it. You see, this is the crap right Every here. Every week, this is what we say. Every week, <laughs> I had it muted too. Sorry. You, you see, no, there's no way to get around this. It's a, it's a bug. Yeah, it's a bug. It's, that's a rat. But yeah. That's a bug. It's a bug, right? But no, I love Bubba Hotep. I love Bruce yeah. Campbell. Anything he does. One of the funniest things. I, I speaking of Bruce Campbell, I have to throw this out there. Years ago, when I was a bartender, when I was in college. We had to take this thing called tips training, right? And tips, you know, is whatever, mm -hmm. some stupid acronym. And it was for us, it was required by our employer to have this training. So it just teaches you how to be a proper bartender and cut people off and do all that cool stuff. So they had these, like, and it was sponsored by uh, the big beer company with Big B, you know, but, 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 you don't want to say it. They're rich enough. So, but wiser. But why? Yeah, literally. Uh, so they, they paid for this whole thing, which was cool. And they were show, part of this program was they had to show us a bunch of these instructional videos, which were great because it's like this mm -hmm. totally quiet, serene bar, which is not ever a real life scenario. It's always chaos right, when right. you're working at a bar. Uh, and the person sitting there cleaning off this perfectly clean bar top 
with a with a with a towel. I'm like, no, there's shit everywhere. It's a <laughs> lie. There's there's every fluid on there you can think of. It's yeah. disgusting. And you're trying to madly clean it up as as you know it goes mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching this one scene and we're sitting there and we're watching all these hilarious scenes. We're like, okay, this is really no, somebody just falls over. Oh, yeah, I guess you're cut off now. You can't drink anymore. <laughs> so we're like, okay, this is dumb. So I'm watching this one scene and this person wiping down this perfectly clean bar. And all of a sudden, this guy falls over on the bar. Ah, let me have another beer. <laughs> and me and my buddy were like the, the guys in the back of the class goofing off the whole mm-hmm. time. And I'm like, that's fucking Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my buddy's like, Bruce Campbell, like Evil Dead, you know, Army of Dark. He's like, holy shit, I love those movies. That's, that's Bruce Campbell. He's like, oh my God, you're right. That's Bruce Campbell. That's so we're awesome. in the background jumping up and down. They're like, guys, can you please? We're like, but it's Bruce Campbell. <laughs> and yeah, somehow I think he was having a slow time and he got some pickup yeah. work to do these instructional videos. It was super cool. Super cool to see Bruce Campbell do mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So sorry, I didn't mean to go off into the weeds. So what's your suggested yeah. viewing? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the weather's nice and I'm feeling a little more wound up than normal. Yeah, I can I, tell. I, I'm enjoying... I actually went on my bicycle today. It felt good to get out and get some fresh air for yeah. a change instead of breathing furnace air. So um, here's the thing. And I already said... I think I mentioned last week that I saw Lords of Chaos. I know you've seen it. Yeah, yeah. So I totally fucked that up. Okay, so forget that. It's all right. I, you know what? This weekend, I spent a lot of time laying... I just wanted to rest this weekend. So when I'm, in, when I'm in rest mode, I don't want to try to watch anything new because I want to... if. I yeah. want to concentrate on it and, right, and right. see what's going on. And if I'm just laying there halfway staring at my phone sometimes, that, which I do when I watch movies that I've seen a thousand times because I do that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, I don't do that when I watch a movie for the first time. So this was one of those weekends where and this, is gonna be, this is going to be so ridiculous when I say this. I watched three movies this weekend and you're, you're going to be like, oh my God, what an idiot. Um, I watched <laughs> Mandy again. I Good watched pick. Arrival. Yeah. Good pick. Arrival. Uh, and I also... I get get ready for it. I watched Annihilation again. Wow! So I banged through those this weekend, and I know they're movies we've talked about. All yeah. of them probably we've probably given all those movies way more than ten or fifteen minutes of the of time on this show. Uh, but I, I want to stress that Annihilation for me, and I've mentioned like my way of watching movies when I really get obsessed with a film, literally obsessed with a film. I keep watching it over and over again. I mentioned Hereditary. I've watched that movie about thirty times now. Holy shit! Just picking wow. up all, but there's I'm picking up all these little weird things. And Annihilation's another one of those movies too. And this happened over the weekend because as I'm watching Annihilation, and I did watch it a couple times this week. I didn't just watch it once. I watched it a couple times. Um, there were things I was picking up on, little other cues that I missed in the previous viewings. So that is why I love that movie so much is there's just so much density in that film. I know it's not for everybody. I know it's a little too geeky for some people, and that's cool. But for me, it's something I can really just get into the crust of and try to understand and learn all these new things about the movie that I may have not learned previously. To the point where I, while I'm watching it this weekend, I end up getting the the entire uh, Southern Reach trilogy which is the books, and, and I, of course, that author is going to totally escape me because I'm an idiot. Uh, but I ended up getting all three of those books this week, and then I'm going to bang. I'm going to read those books now. I should have went the other way around, but you mm-hmm. know what? I just didn't know about these stories. So, uh, I guess as far as I suggested viewing in a, in a long form, uh, Annihilation. I know it's been beat up and talked about a lot, but I just can't stress how great that movie is. I love that movie so much, and I just keep exploring it. 
And so, I think it, I think that's a sign of a really great movie, though, too, is something you can just keep exploring. This yeah. is a newer I know. I don't know about this one. 2000, it was, it's actually 2016. Annihilation, yeah. Yeah, and it's got Oscar Isaac also. Yeah. Oscar Isaac's in that. And Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, great cast. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't seen that, um, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Wait, is it like an action film? It's a sci-fi slash horror slash drama slash mystery. Okay. I, I That's all I can say. And it's just super dense and super interesting, and it's a really interesting take on on things, mm-hmm. um, which does tie in to what our topic is this week. Because uh, I do, you know, and I didn't put that on my list. How <laughs> somehow it ended up on the goddamn show, but, but I <laughs> imagine I, that I didn't put it on my <laughs> list because we're talking about. And you know what? We didn't get a chance to really flesh out maybe what we wanted to do with this, but that's okay. We're going to talk about disaster films this week. Right. Yeah. Which has that wears a lot of hats. I it does. Sure does. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, disaster. I think the whole subgenre of disaster movies, mm-hmm. it's not defined by any certain thing because so many things could be disastrous. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm sure one of us is going to bring up War of the Worlds. At the core, it's an alien invasion movie, but it's still a disaster. A a disaster. Right. There's still shit happening that is disastrous. Well, technically and, speaking, we could say a disaster movie. It could be a drama movie also. It could. I mean, yeah. you have a disaster that happens in a person's life. Like, you know, they have yeah. a cheating spouse, right? Uh, or something like that. Th- to a person in a marriage, that's disastrous to them. That's a mm-hmm. disaster. I think what the idea here of disaster and that's i do say it wears a lot of hats but i think the idea of disaster films how we may apply it here today is more on a physical stance you know more towards you know environmental disasters or or global catastrophe forces of nature things like that right right yeah Uh, but but i i i'm glad we got to mention that that this is a very complicated subject. It's not as simple as, you know, yeah, aliens coming and blowing up buildings and stuff like that. Right. It's not that simple. No, it's not, because I, I think there are movies that have disaster elements that aren't exactly a disaster film. Yes. It's a disaster movie. I, the way I looked at it, it was like, you look at the plot of the movie, how everything unfolds, is the disaster the central point of it? Right. Yeah. There, there's a movie, a foreign film, called The Wave, that was out a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. And... It's a disaster movie because there is a giant wave that comes and destroys this town. But at the core of it, it's more of a, a character study. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the film is defined more by the characters than it is the actual yeah. major disaster that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, well, there's, so there, there is a wide spectrum here. Yeah. yeah. And there's the idea of potential disaster, too. Yes. Yeah. The other the other thing. And, you know, what? I, so you threw out the wave. Is there one that you wanted to throw out there? A movie, right now? Yeah, damn it! I, I mean, I, okay. If you don't, I, I didn't save, mean to put I you. I want to save my list for. Okay, fine. All right, that's why I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, I think you know. Obviously, there's films like Earthquake. Yeah, you know, which are the old out. ones that's from the, the '60s and yeah. '70s when that whole it really hit big mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. time, and then in the '90s it kind of came back again. You know, and yeah. you can almost say, even though Independence Day is a movie about humans battling aliens, it's a disaster. Film. It's a yeah, disaster film totally. because cities are just decimated in that mm-hmm. movie. Totally, so, yeah. I mean, I yeah. mean, we mentioned Skyline a couple weeks ago, <laughs> which yeah, it's got it's, it's got its drawbacks, but that's a flat out disaster film. 
the whole town gets ripped apart. Everything mm-hmm. just gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're watching buildings just getting knocked over by these machines and whatnot, like they're made of paper. So it, it's another type of disaster film, but with you know the whole horror sci-fi element thrown on it. Mm-hmm. One I wanted to throw out there was <laughs> from 1998, um, Armageddon. That was a yeah. big one. Which was a big deal when that movie came sure out. It was. Uh, as far as the special effects were concerned, uh, that movie was pretty much unmatched at the time. However, you know, you mentioned the idea of character study. What I loved about Armageddon and the reason I watched it a bunch of times, you know, I really dug into that movie is, is that there was just the ca- the cast was so called. You got Steve Buscemi, for example. You have all these really colorful characters that are part of, you know, uh, oh my God. What's his name? My brain stopped. Again. Bruce Willis. Thank you, Bruce Willis's crew, and they're this huh. they're this ragtag bunch of guys yeah. who are experts in their field. Yeah, they're they're unmatched in their field. They're the greatest deep core drilling team on the planet. But as people, they're fucking disasters. They're scumbags. They're jerk offs. You know. Yeah. They're roughnecks, and they you hear that through the movie, like you know, I you know, a bunch of roughnecks. You know, I don't want my little girl marrying a roughneck. You know, ben Affleck's character, of course. Um, but they end up saving the world, and we and you know special effects wise, yeah, completely insane. But and that's one of those ones I just mentioned though too, where it's a potential disaster, right? The idea is as if this this fucking uh, asteroid hits the planet, it's gonna wipe the planet mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. It's gonna kill us. So that's the thing. Like, okay, we have a potential disaster that's gonna happen here that that will happen here if we don't intervene. So you get you know, and I mean. I did read an article just uh, yesterday about this movie, a brief one that said, look, the science in Armageddon was bullshit. It was ridiculous. Of course. But that's not the point. It's it's mm-hmm. a movie. It's fun. It's entertainment. Yeah. And watching these guys up on an asteroid trying to drill into the center of it and put a, put a nuclear weapon in the middle. It's a crazy, insane idea. Uh, but you get to watch this, char- this cast of characters, though, interact with each other. And that's what I thought was a lot of fun. Was mm-hmm. watching these. There was a lot of comedy in the movie, minus the Aerosmith soundtrack and the and the cheesy love scenes. <laughs> I had to fast forward to that stuff. That all fits I together. I couldn't stand that when I saw that in the theater. I don't want to miss the scene. Oh, God, I hated oh, that so back bad. then. I still do, but it, especially yeah. more back in '98. It was, was it more was, bitter. It, it's cringeworthy. <laughs> but I thought it was a fun movie to watch in general. It was a really cool flick, and it's 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 a it's. It's a disaster movie. Oh, I, haven't, I, I haven't seen that in since '98 in the theater. Yeah, it's a great flick. Yeah. I love watching that. I used to smoke a lot of weed and watch that movie like repeatedly. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, what about you? My list is long. Uh Um, You know, (laughs) this one is total shitbag movie, but 2012. Oh, God. Because, you know, the world was going to end in 2012. Right? Yeah. Yeah. With Q Yep. It's one of those movies where, you know, they switch vehicles like every 10 minutes. Like, oh, we're in a Winnebago now. Yeah. Now we're in an airplane. We're going to escape the destruction of the planet. 2012 is like the epitome of disaster movies. I mean, the entire world is going to end. Yeah. So we got to find our way to these big ass boats to save yeah. all of human existence. Terrible movie, but it's so much fun and so stupid. But. You know, you actually kind of like these characters, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So, I think that movie does cut the mold. On I agree with that. It really does cut the mold on disaster movies. It's not a great story. I don't think it was a very good story, but it was bombastic. 
the special effects were off the hook for what they could do. It oh, was, yeah. It was completely insane. When that movie came out, it was tired, like, oh, the, you're, you're just going to lose your mind when you see these special mm-hmm. effects. Yep. And that's where they put their money in, obviously. But, yeah, it was a fun watch. Me and my neighbor watched it. I saw it once, and we are like, man, this movie looks really cool, but, God, it's goofy. It's a disaster movie. It's a flat-out disaster movie. Well, and the funny thing is in this movie is that I think John Cusack was like a limo driver yeah, something or something. Like yeah. So, like, he's a limo driver, and now all of a sudden he's like, I got to save the family from the end of the world. Yeah. And, it, and it's just, it's terrible, but yeah. it's just this wild ride. Yeah. Sometimes that's what you need, though. A yeah. movie like that can just wrap you up like a blanket. No, it, it's it's a fun watch. Mm-hmm. I, I That was my impression initially and even now as we're talking about it, it was just is this something i'm gonna go back to and really no it, it is well, what it is mm-hmm. it's just it's cool it's a cool flick the really funny thing about disaster movies is is that my daughter when she was like 11 or 12 bethany decided that she liked disaster movies yeah. mm-hmm. into this very day she was like dad what's that movie about you know the end of the world and blah, blah, like 2012. Oh, yeah, I want to watch that. Oh, what's that other one about, you know, the fault in California, like San Andreas? Oh, I'm going to watch that. She watches disaster movies like all the time and she'll watch them on repeat. <laughs> yeah. It's her thing, though. You There's, know, it, it, there's something about, you know, to me, especially when I was younger, you know, in the 80s, there was a lot of disaster movies. And I'm going to throw another one out that really hit home for me. Uh, and sent me down a, a rabbit hole of studying volcanoes nonstop. And that was a movie called St. Helens from 1981. Oh, yeah. That was a really cool flick. That I, was a made-for-TV movie. It was a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, it was originally a made-for-TV movie. And it was they had that sucker in circulation nonstop. <laughs> but it was, it, it was about the eruption of Mount St. Helens, obviously by the title. And... Um, it was about these people. Like some people are like, you know, they have to, look. We have to vacate the town. This thing's gonna blow. And 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 the, and the story more or less was like, it's gonna be fine. They're, they're, these scientists are all going back and forth saying, well, no, it's not gonna blow up. No, it's gonna blow up. Here's my readings. I'm looking at these seismic charts, and they're saying the damn thing's gonna blow up. We need to get out of here. Um, David, I think it was. Yeah, it was the guy who played the original Hulk, David. David Banner or Bannon or whatever his name was. Why can't I remember his name? You know what I'm right? talking about, though. That yeah, was the yeah, guy yeah. who was in the movie. Lou, Lou Ferrigno. Ferrig? No, not not Lou Ferrigno. I'm sorry. Well, there's a guy who played. David, yeah. You know oh, the guy about. who played Bruce Banner. Not yeah, Bruce. Hulk. Thank you. So, but in the TV show, he was David Banner because oh, David Banner. ABC oh, right. would not let them name him Bruce Banner because they thought Bruce sounded too homosexual. Oh and my that, goodness. that is a fact. For real? That's that one of the stupidest fact. things I've ever heard. It's ridiculous. In my life. That is an actual fact. Wait, what was the name too? In, David? In, well, David in the David comic books, a, he's, more of a gay he's man's Bruce name. Banner, <laughs> but in the TV show, they named him David Banner because they thought it sounded gay. That's Yep, that's and it's an actual, ignorant. it's an actual what fact. are we talking about again? <laughs> okay, we were talking about St. Helens. St. Helens. Helens, yeah, all right. <laughs> no, the, the, the movie's got some really interesting special effects. I mean, it's about a, it's about a volcano blowing up. There's some really interesting imagery, like... Um, when the when the volcano does blow up, for example, there's the old man in town. You know, I got a turd in every pocket. Something that I remember <laughs> that was the first time I ever heard. <laughs> I want some agoweed. <laughs> no, the, the guy. They're like they're like. We, he's like you. Be, well, they said to him like you guys better get out of here. And he's like, what do you mean? Well, I guess I got a turd in every pocket. And he drives away in his truck. And I remember <laughs> hearing that. Oh, fuck, you know, when yeah, you're like seven or eight years my old. Diapers before yeah. she blows. <laughs> 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 when you're seven or eight years old, you're like, what the hell does that mean? But that guy, unfortunately, meets his demise. He decided the day that 
He didn't give a shit. He said, this is where I live and I don't care. And that's one of the most haunting images I remember from the sh- from this movie was when the volcano went. I mean, they showed all these scenes of what, what it's doing. What, yeah, yeah. And one of the things it does is it basically boils the lakes. The lakes start to boil from the lava going in, and it's causing these big waves to I'm come up. I'm going for a swim. Yeah, so this guy's out there fishing on this serene <laughs> lake, and all of a sudden you just see this wave of boiling water just swallow him. Yikes. And that's like... Some of the, you know, when especially when you're young. That's hot. Yeah. yeah but, hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Oh. So th- that was, you know, uh, while it's, you know, it wasn't like some special effect, like, you know, feast for the eyes. Yeah. Um, it really kind of creeped me out. Like, what the hell are these volcano things? And when you're young, you're learning stuff, right? Right. Right. So that set me down a thing of like, I want to learn about volcanoes and understand how they work. Uh, so, you know, that was one of those ones. It's, it, it was a made for TV movie, so they couldn't go too crazy, but mm-hmm. it was a really, to me, it's one of those ones that just kind of stuck with me as far as disaster movies are concerned. Yeah. Are All you right. just waiting, Mara, for like, you're just going to lay it on us like at the end? I guess so. I don't know. Well, go ahead. Okay. Well, hit us, okay, girl. So the, so the one I thought really hard about this yeah, and, yeah. um, the movie I'm going to mention right now, uh, I think started as a disaster movie, but then started its completely own genre uh, and that's going to, that's 1954 gojira yo oh man. yeah yeah and now now i've i've not talking about the the u.s version of godzilla king of the monsters or whatever it's called with raymond burr i'm talking about the japanese one original yeah uh gojira uh, that movie when you like watch it for the first time you don't even like know that it's a monster causing all these things happening. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool when when it finally they finally find out, and they have to um, figure out pretty much like how to stop them and and why it's happening. Yeah. Um, and it really, the time it's made. You know, we're, we're talking about t- post World War II, so it's so obviously kind of like the reaction yeah. to what really happen in japan at the time and the destruction and seeing that and dealing with that and i mean the way the way it ends is like okay well godzilla's gone but we need to be careful because he can come back at any time if and we continue behaving like this he'll return. yes well that, yeah. that, that leaves you hanging obviously it really and, does yeah. and then of course now you know not only that but we get all the wonderful godzilla movies afterwards all the monster movies that yeah. that were born of it which are pretty like different in in how they play out in the ones i've seen well they didn't have so much of the the like anti-war commentary no not not so much and i mean there's a there's the, the there's a lot of the like great you know shots of destruction where godzilla is just you know destroying everything yeah. and, and making that cool noise and everything and that's great like i just love seeing that that's scott your mom is watching us that's so oh boy (laughs) hi mom hi mom (laughs) hi mom but that's like that's like satisfying to watch and everything and that's like part that's why i like those those movies so much but um definitely definitely the this one is more total classic the more like disaster you know thing where it's like things are happening all around and and it's on the news and yeah. they don't know what's going on and people are here or there and trying to come together and yeah beautiful yeah Chris, what about you that's a good pick too by the way. i'm gonna i'm gonna Way go to go, good job you know 
I think one of my favorites is A Day After Tomorrow. Dude, yeah, it's on my list too. Because that is another one. It's kind of like the end-all, be-all of disaster movies. Like, the world is literally ending. You know, a series of events is happening that is basically going to wipe out everybody. And, I mean, it's just disaster-defined. But I really like the acting in this movie, too. There's definitely some cheesy effects in it. Jake Gyllenhaal is really good in this movie. He's really good in this. Yeah. Dennis Quaid plays his dad. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with Dennis Quaid. Like, yeah. the man never takes a bad role. And if he does, he, like, still owns it. Yeah. But, yeah, the day after tomorrow, um, I like this one a little bit more, too, because it is kind of science-based. Mm-hmm. Like, there is real science behind well, Art Bell the things that really, happen in yeah, this movie. Art Bell was really pushing this movie when it came out, and that was from 2004. Uh, I remember, you know, listening to Art Bell uh, and also even you know, George Norian, Coast to Coast. These guys were really pushing this movie hard. And, yeah, I agree with you, Chris. Uh, the movie did have some cheesy effects. However, some of the stuff, I mean, it was really scary. Because we're coming out of the winter. I hope we're coming out of the winter. We're right coming now. out of the winter. Um, <laughs> we hit 47 degrees today, and it was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. But we had a couple days over the winter here, and we've experienced, we're all from Michigan, where there's days you walk outside and you feel like the weather's trying to kill you. Yeah. Literally trying to kill you. Like you can't exist. You, it just, it, it's, you really understand, you know, you really have to appreciate the power of, of nature and winter. Um, and so when you watch the day after tomorrow and you see the effects of cold, the weather becomes its own character. Yeah. The weather is the star of the film. The ice, the cold is the star of the film. So we see some very haunting things like when the helicopter pilots actually crash and you see them kind of go, ah, and they just freeze. That's scary. Yeah. fucks me up. That's so scary. That freaks me out, man. That is so weird. However... And I want to point this out, Chris. What I love, what this movie actually did kind of have a really great moral or story. You know, at the end, you kind of understand what happened, why this. I don't know if you did, but I, what, at least I'll say what I took from that. Because you, the people that you had, the astronauts, you know, up in space when this was happening. Right. And they were looking down. This was the last scene of the film. They're looking down. They're like, oh, it looks like the storm's starting to subside now wow man the (laughs) earth looks so fresh and clean now so what i took from that was the earth basically just had enough of our shit and rebooted itself yeah it just rebooted itself and that's kind of what i took away from that is you know a story like look and we all know this as well as anybody does and this is what a disaster i mean what a lot of disaster movies i think they're about is the idea that um, you know, nature does rule everything, mm-hmm. and you can't stop it. You can't stop a volcano. You can't stop a tsunami. You can't stop some superstorm that's taking deg- temperatures down to minus three hundred degrees Fahrenheit. You can't, can't stop, stop Godzilla. The, you can't stop Godzilla. You can't stop Godzilla. Godzilla. You can't stop these forces of nature. And to your point, Chris, the day after tomorrow, brilliantly, I think, illustrated that. Um, you know, and it wasn't a perfect movie by any means. No, but but it was super cool. I and I love watching that movie still. I love to break that out and watch it. It's a great flick. I I watched this one in the theaters like opening day because I love disaster movies. Yeah, and I just remember being like, "This is like really good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's dumb, but I don't 
it's got some elements that are a little grating. They're a little cringy, but I think, you know, I think if you if you get to the end, you get to the end of the adventure, you get what you know what it's about. That's why I think the movie's so cool. It would have been better though if he played Donnie Darko in the Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, get some weird time travel shit going on. Um, is it, whose turn is it? We're just kind of throwing I, the baton I, around. Doesn't here. matter. Okay, how about we'll, we'll we'll stay with the weather, I guess. Okay, the perfect storm. Oh yeah, two thousand. Yeah. Um, I think it, you know a little bit different of a take on disaster. It's but this kind of goes into that where we're like we like I said before, disaster films wear a lot of different hats. This is more of a character piece too. It's a character piece. Um, and it's a disaster based on decisions made by people, right? It's a disaster that, you know, it's a natural occurring force on, you know, on the high seas. Just, mm-hmm. you know, it's storms. The perfect storm. Right? <laughs> Just trying to do the accents. You're a great skipper. Yeah, great. <laughs> so you watch these guys as a crew. They're under this immense pressure. They're going to starve. They're going to fail. And they're like, we, we need to take the chance and go for it, right? And if you've seen the movie, you understand what happens here. You know, you know what happens. And I have to say, the last couple scenes of that movie too, when that ship capsizes, uh, and they show that the shots of them kind of, you know, the ship's turn, it's capsized, and they're kind of just in the bowels of the ship, and the water is rising, and they're all just kind of looking at each other like, oh man, I didn't want to go like this. And that's how this movie ends, man. It's really, a, it's a downer. It's a total bummer. Yeah. But it's it's about, it's a different take, I think, on the idea of, what, and it's that thing, okay, this is a disaster. Um, There's a natural occurring thing that happens on the seas, but we just happen to be in the middle of it. We put ourselves in the middle of it. So we created this disaster in our lives and essentially ended our lives. It's a sad cool. movie. It's a very sad movie. It's a very sad movie. It is a very sad George movie. George Clooney's great. I love him in this flick. I think he's just totally awesome. I, I just I love watching this movie. And was one of the new kids is in that too. I forgot what's his name. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. Donnie yeah. Wahlberg. Is that Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, he wasn't one of the Mark. new kids though. But Donnie yeah, wasn't. Well, Mark Wahlberg was a uh, Marky Mark. Da- yeah. Marky Mark. That's yeah. his brother. That's his brother. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> the more you know. All right. Great. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's important stuff. That's important stuff, yeah. Perfect Storm. Uh, really cool flick. What about you, Mara? Okay, I'm going to take us back into sci-fi. Sweet. Uh, Night of the Comet. Dude! Yeah. You guys seen that one? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, I love that movie. It's just, it's aesthetically perfect to me. Music, fashions, the, like, just the look of it is, is so 80s. It's amazing. Yeah. But... um. It's kind of a character study, like we're talking about, but I mean, you get to know the characters and and how they relate and their relationships and everything and about the two sisters. Yeah. You know, it's really cool. And the thing that I think is really unique about it is you have the disaster, which is this comet, Mm -hmm. and no one's taking it seriously, but then everyone gets turned into red dust or they get weird... Weird zombie things with funny eyes. And uh, <clears throat> the like the actual like scary part though are the that are the scientists who got exposed just a little bit and right. they're trying to take the survivors and like essentially kill them for their yeah. life force. The the thing about and yeah, 
That movie made you think about what you'd do if you were like one of the only survivors yeah. from a global catastrophe. And what would be the first thing that I, I would do? I'd go to the mall. Yeah, that's what they did. I, oh, that's I'd, like my favorite scene of any movie, too. I'd go to the mall and try on dresses. And then it's like, well, it's like. I wanted to. I would, too. And then that's my favorite scene because yeah. that's what I want to do. And then <laughs> the stock boys are like a gang. Yeah. And, and the then, guy's got like all these brooches. Like they're like generals. Yeah. buttons or pins and or medals whatever and it's good and i just love that it's the end of the world and here we have like this like 18 year old girl who just like plays video games yeah and like wants to talk about comic books and her cheerleader sister and the in the video game elements what ties that movie up real nice too at yeah the end, if i remember correctly we because she's trying to beat a high score on, you know, and I, yeah. I haven't seen the movie in years, but she's trying to beat a high score, and it's some, you know, the, the, you have the three characters, the initials, mm-hmm. and who the hell's this guy? Who is this or guy or gal? Whoever, who is this person that can't that keeps beating me? And then at the end, that's when you get he drives up in the car and picks yeah. up her sister, and then the yeah. license plate is the initials. I thought yep. that was a really cool. I thing. know, I loved that. Going back to the mall scene, though, that was one of the most impressionable scenes, obviously for you too. Mm-hmm. Um, they're walking around the mall and they're trying on jewelry and they're putting on dresses and they, they got the great 80s music in the background as they're having fun, like it's montaging a, everywhere. It's right? a horrible cover of Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Is that what it was? Which I was like, okay, they couldn't afford to get the original recording. Yeah, it doesn't just make the any performance sense. Right. Yeah. fee. But those guys go on the PA, mm-hmm. the gang, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, attention shoppers or whatever. And they're like, <gasps> yeah. fuck, man. You know, I thought we were really people here. Are you going to pay for all that stuff? Something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's when they start getting chased around by the maniacs. Yeah, it that was a fun flick. Yeah. That was it's, one of those, that was like an HBO flick that would be on all the time. And it made, but it made me think about like, what the hell am I going to do? If I'm the, like one of the, like one of like 20 people on yeah. the planet, what do you do? Well, yeah. I'm going you, to Best Buy, yo. Yeah, I'm going to right, go. Right, yeah, I'm going to go. I guess I'm going to go have fun with that. You're going to go try on fur coats. Yeah. I mean, yeah, forget the whole food, water, shelter thing. I'm raiding a porn store. Yeah, yeah. I'm raiding a porn store. I've always wanted All the lube I could ever want. <laughs> God, <Jesus. laughs> Fill up a pool with lube. Jump in. Yeah. Hell, why not? I'm glad that was like your priority, I Chris, did. if the world ends. Hell yeah, dude. All the porn I could ever watch. It's oh all. Oh, my God. You're going to play in a big mountain in front of, in front of a house. Just well, a shit. You're mountain. lonely. What the hell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Blow up sheep. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Is my mom still watching? No, your mom said she's going to watch Hoarders. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, well, I'll check oh, you guys God. out. I'll see you later. Uh, she can, knew what this was going to She's like, Hoarders is on. Into. <laughs> I can go, I can, so I can talk filthy again. Yeah. Crap. Okay, mom's <laughs> going. I, guys, bring the keg back out. Let's party. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, no, that movie was the shit. I yeah. love Night of the Comet. That was such yeah. a cool film. And it's got the Star Trek connection because Chakotay's in it. Yeah. Young yeah. Chakotay. Yep. And, um, yeah, that that was the the people that survived. I remember the reason they survived is because they were in rooms that were encased in steel. Yes. So the yeah, so the two were fucking in that room. They yeah. were getting it on, uh-huh. and they woke up the next morning, and that's when they came out. And they're like, "Oh, what's going on? What's this dust everywhere? What's going on yeah. here? I'm gonna go there and knock and it out." And then the the boyfriend know. got killed instantly. He got how did he get killed? I forgot now. Uh, one of the like zombie guys got him. Okay. Like as soon as he walked zombie outside. Zombie bastards. Yeah. That was a great flick. Yeah. God, that, was, that takes me back. That was it's, fun. It's like so good. Yeah, totally. It, Chris, what about you? Aesthetically perfect. Yes, I agree. The next one I'm going to bring up has an awesome soundtrack that features a couple songs from Van Halen. 
which are both phenomenal. I'm, I'm still on. Twister. Oh. Okay. Go for it. Who doesn't like Twister? I fell asleep. Really? <laughs> I've seen this movie so many times. When this came out, this was like on repeat for me. Was Twister... I think I saw it once. And see, that's the problem. Some of these movies, they all just kind of... Yeah. It's the one with Bill Paxton okay, and Helen, so Helen Hunt. And they're like tornado people. Oh, that's the one. They're, they're storm yeah. chasers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah storm yeah. chasers. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So I guess not really a total disaster movie, but shit gets fucked up in this movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a disaster for those people. Yeah, it's a disaster for those people. I just really like the, um, the interplay between... Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt. Well, Bill like, Paxton. He they rules. seem like really natural together in that movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman was yeah. in this movie too. The cast was just great. Yeah. And again, I, I'm like a Van Halen fan, unfortunately. So I did like the yeah, soundtrack in this movie. Fortunate about that, damn. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, Twister was really cool, and I just I really like the, the fear tactics of the movie. <laughs> When the shit starts to go down and they have to hide in, you know, the friend's house is going to get taken away by the tornado. And when her yeah. dad dies and all stuff, there's a lot of tension. Well, it's another movie. movie. You know, it's another movie, too. To me, at least the weather stars in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like we we're talking about the day after tomorrow where the weather kind of stars in the movie. That's the same idea here. too. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, this is this ominous character that's floating around causing destruction. The antagonist is not a person. No, it's the weather. Yeah. It's 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 simply the weather. It's a force of nature. It's just, it's it to me. That's what makes again. They, I can't stress that enough with these type of disaster movies in life. You know, it makes you realize that the grand character in all this will always be nature, whatever form it may be. Yeah. And this is a good example mm-hmm. of that. The thing that really strikes me about this movie, too, is that it's something that can actually happen and it does happen all the time yeah so i like that i like when there is that realism to it mm-hmm. and you know this is something that happens all the time yeah right. so yeah so well twister let me, let me ask you concerning twister okay and I, this is for you tomorrow i mean because like volcanoes mm-hmm. and tornadoes when i was growing up as a kid these things scared the living daylights out of me when i was a child the idea of a, of a funnel cloud they yeah. could, could literally come over and rip. Let's ask our friends in Louisiana right now, or in Louisiana, Alabama right now, uh, about that. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you see that type of destruction that these things can cause. That stuff scared the living daylights out of me when I was a child. Volcanoes scared the living daylights out of me when I was a child. The thought of having hot lava, like the idea of hot lava, like rock, molten rock running down. Yeah. That idea just, it still kind of gives me the chills. And it's a real thing. It's not a ghost. Mm-hmm. It's not some alien. Right. It's a real thing that happens on a daily basis. It's an actual tangible this. thing that can happen to you. Yeah. yeah. it can. If you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you're going to be Han Solo in the mm-hmm. carbon thing. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be rock. I mean- this shit happens for real. Yeah. That to me is terrifying, right? Uh, natural things like that in Earth. Um, is it my turn? Whose turn is it? It doesn't matter. Okay, well, I'm going to throw one out that kind of, I mean, that'll illustrate this idea even more, but on a more, I guess, on a more sci fi level. Remember The Core from oh, 2003? Yeah. Yep. The corny movie? The corny movie. It was pretty- you got to suspend all disbelief for this movie. You do. 
Because that movie gets so into the unbelievable. And I, I mean, it, I saw, what's this one about? I don't know if I saw this. This has Hillary Swank, yeah, in okay. it, and Aaron Eckhart. And they are basically using like a space shuttle. It's a it's a ship. They're traveling to the Earth's core to yeah restart well, it. Correct? Yeah, yeah. They I think they said okay. it was it either doesn't sound very it was familiar. it was cooling this. down. I think they said the Earth's core was cooling down, so they had to fu- they had a way they had to reignite it, or the planet was going to freeze and they were all going to die. So, so basically, very similar to Armageddon. <laughs> Same idea, but we're staying on the planet. We're going in the planet. Yeah. What. What makes this movie so damn surreal is the, the vehicle they use. I mean, they have to bore all the way through down to the center of the earth, the, you know, through every crust, iron plates, all the natural elements that, that make up this beautiful planet we live on. And, you know, when they first start, it's like, okay, we're going to start drilling. You know, and it's just they're basically in a centrifugal drill. Yeah. On the outside, and they're inside this thing, which that idea is pretty sweet. I think it's a cool idea. Um, what makes the movie so surreal, though, is over time, I mean, they just, it's like they're traveling through water or they're traveling through air. Like they're boring through rocks so fast. And that that's what makes that when you, when you put yourself into that situation or try to understand that, you're like, this is really bizarre. This is really weird. But it's a cool movie. And it's, it's a potential disaster. The idea is if we don't fix this like Armageddon. Then we're facing the disaster. We're, fa- we're facing extinction as a, as a people, as a planet, as a race. The planet's not going anywhere. We're going to go. That's just that's what this whole thing's about yeah. nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. The planet's mm-hmm. going to be here. It'll be fine. It's just we're going to be going away. So, yeah, the core, yeah, it's a fun flick. I, I got a kick out of it. It's, it's, it's geeky. It's nerdy. And it's, yeah, you have to do have to suspend any type of, like, logic to really, like, yeah, I'm having a ball here. You know? <laughs> Cool flick though. I, I enjoyed it. I don't really have much. We should to say. start that project tonight. Let's start drilling to the core. Would you ever of think about it? When I was <laughs> when I was a little kid, there was that idea. Like we, I used to read books when I was a kid. See this stuff, all these like this Earth stuff. It, I don't know why, but it all it try it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it it just churns up all this stuff. Like I thought, you know, when you were a kid, you always had that idea. Like I can dig to China. Look, look, all I got to do is get a shovel and go in the backyard. And if I keep digging, <laughs> I get to China. I'm going to end up in China because the book I had here from the from the elementary school library says I can do it. You can do anything you want. You can be whatever you want. To be. So I'd go there. I would be in the backyard digging and I'd get about maybe a foot down and my dad would be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> digging to China. I'm digging to China. Dude, we were kidding around. Get your ass back in the house and put on the Atari or something. Jeez, <laughs> what's wrong with you? I, well, you told me to go outside. No, no, go inside now. You're causing damage out here. I mean, but it's just all these little things, like these this earth stuff. Like all this, I don't know, this just my mind running all over the place. Uh, yeah. But it's uh, this stuff. <laughs> fuck you guys. I, Going home. I got an earth one. And one of my, one earth one on my list. Okay. Is uh, Avalanche. I never saw that. Yeah. It's, what's it about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This one's about a volcano, so yeah. ironically. No. Um, Avalanche uh, at a ski resort. Yeah. Uh, starring uh, Rock Hudson and Mia Farrow and Robert Forrester, I Damn. think. Yeah. Wow. Um, now, I probably it, there is a Mystery Science Theater episode on this. Probably watch it on that. But it's, I mean, it, it's... It, it's good for it's just sheer audacity. Yeah, it's kind of corny, but it, it it's just audacious. Yeah, I mean, Rock Hudson's running around. He's kind of a dick, 
and the, the whole time this avalanche is going to happen, or I think it did, and everyone's kind of trapped in different places around yeah. the resort, and he keeps trying to go to lunch with people. It's 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 funny. <laughs> it's it's fun. funny, but it, it but it yeah. is scary though because it's like avalanches is one of those earth things those like you're talking about. Too, it's like freaky. You know, I don't even like I don't want to even go skiing or to a ski resort because something like yeah, that. Well, yeah. Shit. I, well, there's been a couple of these, you know, you get these these found footage videos people have or stuff that people have filmed. Mm-hmm. There's literally that one with the guy who was skiing. And this is real. The guy trips something going down this massive ski hill and he's like literally doing what you've seen in the movies. He's got a mm-hmm. avalanche on his ass and you're watching the whole thing coming down as he's right, skiing right. down. I'm like, "Oh my God, that would be the freak. I mean, to uh, to live through that yeah. and come out the other end of that. Hopefully, I mean, yeah, an avalanche. Uh, you go, oh, it's just snow, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think people, and that's what I'm. You know, my thought process with a lot of these movies is, I think as you get older, we take for granted the power of nature, how powerful snow can be, how powerful weather can be. How powerful a pimple on the earth a volcano can be. Mm-hmm. That's what they basically are. Mm-hmm. Right? I think people take that for granted because it's like, well, it can't happen to me. Right? It, it, it's not going to happen to me. But we, I mean, Christ, just around here, sinkholes. Yeah. Oh, dude. See, yeah. We're having sinkholes all the time. You imagine you're, you're sitting there in your living room. And you're just sucked up. It just boom. boom. It's happened. It's yeah. scary. And you it's know, freaky. that's why I like I this is the only like earth one I had or natural disaster on my list because I would rather watch something like Night of the Comet because it's like that's so fantastic. So fantastical, yeah. That I want to just go slip into the world of pretending I'm, you know, me and a couple other people, you know, a few people that I like are the only people left and we're at the mall, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't want to think about freezing to death under a pile of snow. You know, it's like, it's it's too much for me. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Chris? I got a couple I'm thinking about here. I'll throw them down. Titanic. All right. It's on my list, too. Yeah. I mean, it's this, a disaster. It's a t- yeah. total disaster mm-hmm. of, you know, a different type. Yeah. But, you know, I stand by this movie. This is actually a really good movie we, a lot of people yeah. rip on it now like it's not that great it's this it's that if you set the romance part aside yeah it's actually a really no, it's a fantastic it's movie. a fantastic movie you know and i think you know a really good disaster movie it kind of catches the human struggle you know endurance trying to survive against all costs yeah and this movie captures that mm-hmm. this like, movie totally I think I mentioned this on the uh, previous show that I just watched this movie like maybe a year and a half ago. I had not, because I was so annoyed when it came out because there was like, oh my God, it was. Well, it became a pop culture. It happened a hundred years ago, dude. It's it's not like it just happened last week. (laughs) Well, but think about it. You know, there's a lot of the uneducated masses out there that, you know, saw this pop culture phenomenon to latch oh, on to. And that's what, no, that's what annoyed they, me. They didn't really realize that, like, this, this is a real, true story. This, this really this happened. These thing. people really died. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is a fictional take 
on that. Yeah. But many of the things that happened in Titanic actually happened in real life. Oh, for real. So that's the grand staircase. That, like you were saying, this is stuff you don't want to think about. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real disaster. You don't want to think it's about that. It's terrifying. Scary. It's really scary when, when like, the, I just remember so vividly how the ship sank, like, like just completely. Uh, perpendicular. And it actually, well, what what happened was, because this is another, you mentioned Tate Titanic, here we go down the rabbit hole. I, for a couple of years, like <laughs> this, not too long ago, I went down a, na- a nasty rabbit hole of studying the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Not the movie, studying all, like, the actual I read, I read a pile of books on it. You shouldn't let that happen. I, know, I read a pile of books on it and like, you know, accounts from people who survived and whatnot. And, you know, there's actually a really great YouTube video you can watch uh, where they actually do have an actual, um, to scale, well, not to scale, but actual like time of how they showed, you know, they show the thing actually hit. It's, mm-hmm. it's it would take about two and a half, three hours for it to completely come, you know, go underwater. And they actually show, and the ship actually does break in half. Its mm-hmm. back breaks, literally the key. Yeah. It breaks. So the, the bow goes down first and then the stern gets drugged behind it, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a bit boring for a while because it's just kind of sitting there, kind of just sinking slowly and slowly and slowly, and then all of a sudden it's it's back breaks. But when you get into studying the Titanic, uh, and it ties right in with this movie though too, because because they, they did really, you know, James Cameron really did um, show the scale of how big this ship was, and I mean. People who built that thing, people who were children, they're like, oh, I remember walking up to that thing and it was like, it's like, it just didn't end. This yeah. this thing just was in the sky. It was so huge. And to me, the idea of the Titanic a- as a structure, a floating structure, to me, it's just like, how do you put something that huge into a body of water and have it float? Yeah. Right, And right. have parties on it. And, and have people walking around on it and having fun and playing games and doing all this stuff like they're like they're well, standing on the ground. I mean, it was it's amazing to me. It was a huge. I mean, just it was a city on what, the was a city scope on? of building that thing. Yeah, but I mean, they were cocky as hell. People died with that, that thing. People you know, died. Yeah, There's, I, I, we we could do four shows that people don't want to hear. About, about the Titanic. I go through all this but insanity. Back to the movie. Yeah. James Cameron studied the hell oh, dude, he, out of this he stuff. You know, he, he he's really in. into this. I mean, he made those other movies, Ghosts of the Abyss. Yeah, yeah. The you know? documentaries, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah which cool. is really cool, really too. Really cool. But yeah, the Titanic, it still holds up really well today. When you watch that movie, some of the visuals are a little sketchy. Um, well, so and when again, the people are falling when the thing. Oh, when dude! At, when the stern comes up, I think it's a stern. At the time, yeah. though, that was state of the art, man. That was really impressive. Oh yeah, we'll just falling. All in. the oh, like God. the people to show all the the, the population. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can tell they're CGI now, little tiny people. But at the time, it was so. It, what, what I think James Cameron really left, you know, the impression he left on me with that is going back to what I said. This. You think of this, they, they define the Titanic unsinkable for a lot of technical reasons we won't go into. There was, it was designed in a way where it was unsinkable. And to think about something that massive Prove them wrong. and how the ocean could just swallow it right up like nothing. And something that the massive elements. to us, the, the, that, that magnitude, that scale, and how the ocean can just, it's gone. Yeah, a couple hours. Yeah, nothing left. It's it's at the bottom of the ocean now. It's 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 a graveyard. So mm-hmm. that movie is, to me, at least you know it really hits home. That's that is one hell 
of a disaster, a naval disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a nat- force of nature. It's a naval disaster. And it's not, un- it's not different. There's thousands upon thousands of naval disasters that have happened in history and there's books and books and books on stuff like that um but yeah that i'm I'm with you right on that chris that's titanic is up there man and i've like i said i only saw it about a year and a half maybe two years ago finally sat down and watched it got myself out of the hipster mentality and said (laughs) okay i'm gonna i'm gonna watch this movie now and i really enjoyed it it's it's yeah you remove a lot like armageddon you remove the 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 corny elements the the mm-hmm. the gushy mushy elements there's some really cool stuff to watch there um what the hell do i have here oh boy i i have a short list this week oh <laughs> ooh we haven't really talked about flight disasters yet no alive oh god 1993 did you see this one, Mara? I know I have. I know all about it, but I haven't seen it. No. Game changer. Got to eat the ass. Got to eat the ass. Ass to ass. Got to eat the ass. Nice. Yeah. Which they do show. Which they do. Really, did they have to do that? Anybody care for a sandwich? <laughs> mm, yes. How about some ass? <laughs> you want an ass sandwich? sandwich? Mm, an I ass. Like ass sandwich. You want an ass sandwich? An ass so sandwich. is it the whole movie? They're yeah. just the cutting movie. through it's the two ass? Yeah. Two hours of these guys with an os. There's a there's a lot of osses on here. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's about a flight disaster. Uh, right. You know, uh, what the hell is a plane disaster? What they call it? It's a plane disaster. Yeah. Um, and it's about this group. They, they, I, I, you know, it. I saw it in the theater. I think I may have ran it one time, but when it came out, this was like a big deal. Oh, it really? Was. Because that. of based on a book, the cannibalism aspect. Yeah. That, because you know, cannibalism—it's been always. I think in Hollywood, it's always been something that you know, it's been this fantastical thing, and you know, that only crazy people. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. a horror element and all these things. This is the first time I remember with a movie where the idea of cannibalism—it's something. And this is based on based on a true story. I know we hear that all the time. But this was based on a true account. Yeah, these and- people had to do this to survive. Mm-hmm. They had no other choice, and the, and there's a scene in the movie when, like they're they're talking about it, and they decide, okay, we're gonna do it. And these corpses are frozen. Yeah, these dead corpses all over the place from the from the from the accident, and they, well, I think one of them took a knife out. Yeah, and just kind of cut a little piece off. But but they said they're like, okay, you guys realize this changes this everything. changes everything if we do this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fucked movie. I, and it it's it's a it's like a two hour movie. It oh, don't yeah. feel like two hours for you. Think that people laying around in the snow for what it was like forty days or something like that would be not very exciting, but they made it work. And there was an, there was an avalanche in that movie also mm-hmm. too. I gotta watch it. That's, it's a that trip. That one has been on my list since. It's a trip, and I haven't. You know, it's been a long time. Yeah, alive is it's it's. But I'm gonna watch it when it gets warmer. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea. Get you out, of, yeah. Get you out of that. Yeah, mentality. I want to be able to like go outside and get the sun on me when it ends, and not be in the yeah, yeah. Cold but I'll, dark. I'll, you know, that's that's after having a nice frigid ass sandwich. Yeah. Ass sandwich. It's it's. Then it's, I'll it's, get myself a ass sandwich. <laughs> ass, <laughs> ass sandwich. Oh, it, you it used to about be survival, veget- though. You used to be a vegetarian. No more. <laughs> it's, a, it's a survival movie, though. These guys had to, they had to do what they had to do to survive out there. Yeah. yeah. You know, they do show like the after scenes with these people and they weren't right. Of course they weren't right. They the one guy you could tell like yeah, the way they, they portrayed were... him at least was, you know, 
this changes everything. You're not going to be the same. If you want to survive this, you're going to come off the other end of this thing a different person. It may not be for the better. That's a decision you wow. have to make. Yeah. It's a really, it's a heavy idea. And, you know, that idea, because I remember when we were, you know, 1993, literally, I'm fresh out of high school. Yeah. And yeah. it's and like, then... they're going to eat the ass. And we're like, oh, everyone's ass. It's going to be so hilarious. Then I watched it. I'm like, this well, is, they this had is, to do this it. This is yeah. serious, man. This is no joke. Yeah. All right, Mara, yeah. it's your turn. Give oh. us a movie. All right, I'm taking us back into to Fun Town here. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> fun going, Town. I'm going with Mara's Attacks. Oh, dude. <laughs> which you know uh alien invasion but i think it it uh goes under our our disaster movie criteria i mean it's the it's the aliens are coming and everyone's kind of banding together i always kind of think of a disaster movie as like there's a group of people here there's a group of people there yeah they're here and they're gonna either come together or they're not and they're all kind of doing their own thing to survive and yeah. that's that's what happens in Mars Attacks, yeah. essentially. You it gotta, is more of a lighter take on things. Yeah, it's very light, you know, great effects. Yeah, they, they, they look great. It sounds like great it. And I've only effects. seen it once, so I'm not like an expert. I'm yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, I don't know if I heard either, but. Yeah, it's but more it's, of a lighthearted take on things. It is. It's your typical, it's a, you know, it's probably one of Tim Burton's like least popular ones, especially from the 90s, I would say. Yeah. Probably the beginning of the end of his. Uh, his like really positive run that he had yeah, going there. Yeah, yeah. I think with Mars Attacks, people didn't know what to expect with it. Right. It didn't do very well when it came no. out either. But this kind of came at the tail end of like Independence Day yeah. and all of that. So I think it kind of struggled because of that too, because it was such dark comedy mm-hmm. in Mars Attacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the Martians do destroy a lot of stuff yes. in that movie. Yeah. It is quite disastrous. They do. And Jack Nicholson was in this. Is the president. Yes, he was. Yes. He's great. He's always great. But he's yeah. retired now, so. Well, he's he's old. He had a good run. Chris, what do you got? Well, I'm going to go with one that we actually talked about before. And this is another one that just kind of ends everything the day after. God, I don't think, have I seen that? The day after? God, we talked about this on the Armageddon show that we did a while ago, but basically it's, you know, the U S under nuclear attack and basically the people trying to survive in the entire movie is the radiation poisoning and the cattle dying and everything around them dying. And basically them just trying to make it through. I've had to see that. We all saw it. Because when we were kids threads. in the 80s, threads. you're thinking of Threads, but The Day After is a different movie. But they came out around They're the same, same time. Yeah, yeah Threads, that's the first thing that popped in my head. Yeah. And that's just fucking bleakness, man. But Threads oh. was the UK. Yeah, that was the UK. Yeah. Nuclear attack It was movie. just bleak. Yeah. The Day After is the same way. It's a very hard watch. Yeah. I remember like watching nothing, this with my There's nothing fa- there to like... There's, there's no, no nothing. Hope. There's nothing redeeming about this movie. Hence, total disaster. Yeah, you know, it's about basically the end of mankind and whatever they can do. Their struggle to survive. Very dark. Very depressing. Jason Robards was in this. Yeah. Steve Gutenberg. Okay. Was in this. So a lot of those, you know, mainstays in the yeah. '80s in a TV movie. And you know, at this point, we knew Gutenberg because of doing movies like Short Circuit and yeah. Police Academy. Mm-hmm. He was always. Yeah. 
doing comedic roles. Yeah. And then this was his first, you know, real dramatic thing. Yeah. Really kind of off-putting. Yeah. To see somebody like that put into, oh, the world's ending. Mm-hmm. You're all going to die. But yeah, the day after, that's that, when that I was like, always That was all remember. the 80s shit too. Like the 80s stuff was yeah. all the nuclear scares. Uh, and Threads and the day after were two movies th- that fit right into that. Threads was horrible. I mean, and I, we can just throw that down too. We've talked about that. I think we mentioned Threads on the Apocalypse yeah, show. Yeah, we also. did that whole uh, Apocalypse show. And that that's just, Threads is horrible to watch. And, and you know that's and there's a reason that movie tops all the list of like most disturbing films ever made, and, and it, it wasn't a movie I don't think that was made to be disturbing for disturbing sake. It was trying to portray what the hell would happen if there was a nuclear disaster, um, and you just see, uh, like in Threads at least for me, you see this progression of things getting worse and worse. You have rooms of people underground in bunkers trying to like you know. Re- figure out things and try to solve problems. And then a month later you go down there and they're all dead. Yeah. They're just dead. They're just sitting at them mm-hmm. same desks, but now they're covered in dust and they're rotting. And it's just, it's the most bleak, horrible thing. Those movies, I mean, threads really for me is one of the worst things I think I've ever seen. Yeah. It's just so fuck. It's and like think, a Godsmack. I think Michelle, <laughs> I think Michelle's supposed, Michelle supposed to give me a copy of that too. Um, <laughs> uh, that's bleak. That's bleak. I don't know. I think I'd rather get bombed. Yeah, me too. <laughs> During the Godsmack concert. Yeah, at the concert. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. Kill me. <laughs> so. Sorry, Godsmack fans. I heard their new song on the radio today. And I just they had to have a new there. song? Yeah, they're Sorry. fucking terrible. All respect to their drummer, Shannon Larkin. The guy's a killer oh, drummer. Oh, yeah. Shannon killer Larkin's drummer. Great. And he found his money gig and good for him. I'm glad he's making a living. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the band sucks. Anyways, moving uh, on. Uh, uh, so here's another I was thinking about. I put this on my list. It's a newer film, but I put this on my list because I thought this was a a different take uh, on the idea of a disaster film. And the movie, it's Life from 2017. We both love that movie. Dude, I love that movie. I love Life. Uh, I love Life. Huh? Have you seen um, Life? No. Great, great stuff. This is basically, it's the best alien movie. Yeah, it's what you said. It's like better than well, it like It came out the right around the same couple. time as Covenant. Yeah. Okay. And you're like, this is a better alien movie yeah. than the alien movie that came out. Yeah. You'll, if you like the original yeah. alien movies, yeah, you'll it's dig the same life. Feel. It's really good. Simply put, and I don't want to, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to kill you with this, but the way this movie ends, this is the idea that, and, we, and we've seen this, you know, with other movies too, like, oh, we thought we saved the day. We, we thought we're good. You know, everything's okay. And then you realize at the last second, like, no. It's all over with, man. You know, you know what I'm saying, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just yeah. Like, it's we, I, again. I don't want to. I don't want to beat up. I don't want Mar to get messed up with this. But you see the reveal, and you're like, "Oh shit, it's yeah. over. It's over. Game you know? over, man." Same idea, but you know, mm-hmm. I hate to mention Annihilation again, but it's the same idea with Annihilation. You see the end of Annihilation, you're like. You thought it, it, it's, oh, no, no. Yeah, you thought it was going one way and it's going another. And it's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a global disaster. Yeah. It's coming. That's what you're left with. Yeah. It's a downer, right? Uh, and that's really simply put, I don't, you know, and life's really cool. It's just a cool flick to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a heavy movie. The visuals for the, the alien in this are fantastic. really sweet. Yes. It's a great looking flick. Yeah. It's Jake Gyllenhaal again. Jake Gyllenhaal. Donnie Darko is everywhere tonight. Donnie Darko is just taking over all that shit. Taking over the world, Donnie. So, yeah, that that's a great flick, too. Um, what about you, Mara? What, what else you got? 
All right, this is this is very uh, fits in with the rest of the movies I've been talking about, and uh, it's it's kind of loose, and that's why I left it. Well, it's not my last, but one of my last. I was gonna make comment, but I didn't. I think we both were ready to jump <laughs> yeah. on that one. We were both like, "Okay, shut up." We canceled <laughs> it out. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Slither, dude, t- two thousand six. Yeah. And I, that's I like this one because it, it kind of blends a lot of different types of of movies, and it's very I think it plays homage to a lot of stuff um, before it. But it, it's it's got the whole idea of a crashed meteor, so it's like this alien thing. Yeah. But it's also a, like a disease or something kind of biological that incubates inside people and then they pass it around to one another so it's it's a little bit of like a like a biological thing too yeah and that we haven't talked about that yet yeah i don't think we've got into the biological there's because there's quite a few yeah biological oh yeah uh, like virus type 28 days later yeah that one yeah Mm -hmm. that's one that's a good and it's like they kind of they kind of go into like zombie territory a little bit um but i don't think slither does i mean they're they're more. They're not really zombies. They're more. Well, no, but it's but it's it's a it's a force that's coming through and creating. It's it's creating this disaster. Yeah. So the you know the star of the film for that to me at least is that virus. Yes. That biological totally. agent. These like red little slug things. They're so gross. Yeah. And that that movie is extremely gory. It's, there's yeah. so much blood in it. I it's <laughs> so good. Um, it makes you you can't eat during it it'll make you gag and i love movies like those are always my favorite movies yeah and i saw that one at the theater i fucking loved it mm-hmm. i had such a good time seeing that one and i was uh looking like reading about it as we, as i was preparing for this podcast tonight and i, I guess it kind of failed at the box office that year and yeah it didn't do very well i was like I wasn't too surprised because when I was like thinking about it and thinking about 2006 and when I saw it, I remember thinking like, wow, I did not expect to see this movie. Yeah. Like, the, the tone of it is really silly. It's very, like I said, I think it, it pulls a lot from other like kind of B movies, sci-fi. Well, it's a James horror. Gunn movie too. Yeah. And, which he always does that. Yeah. And, it, and it's very like, it's got that like, Really, a lot of comedy in it, and people just weren't doing that in the mid aughts. No, just, you didn't see some stuff like that. So it wasn't too self serious. Yeah, so I think that you know, I went in, saw it, was very shocked at what I was seeing, and I thought it was a breath of fresh air. I loved it. I could see the opposite reaction going in and being like, "What the hell am I watching?" I was not expecting to see something so yeah. tongue in cheek and campy. But I mean, the acting's good. Nathan Fillion and Elizabeth Banks. She's they, always amazing. Yeah, she. I mean, I I really enjoy that they got her, and she's a dynamic character, and she wasn't just like the blonde girl to be Nathan Fillion's like love interest or whatever. Yeah, she's she holds her own. She's like a good character, and she's good enough. She plays everything really good too. Yeah, great character actress. Very cool. You know, there's some other angles i didn't write these down because i didn't okay. write, I, but i mean i'm just thinking about other different ideas when it comes to disaster we didn't really get in i mean yeah we could talk about noah you know biblical disaster yeah. type stuff uh which is a cool flick i, I enjoyed that but exactly. there are other ideas like you know one uh, one of my all-time favorite movies is the seventh the seventh sign the seventh sign yeah. uh what's her name demi Moore. demi Moore. thank you um 
you know, it's another one of those ideas like avoiding a disaster, right? Like, you know, we were talking about Armageddon and stuff like Try that. Trying to change things so well, a disaster yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, and there's the, that movie kind of goes into that, like, you know, it's the idea of the guff in heaven. Like, the guff is the guff is empty. We need to fill it, so we're going to have to fucking wipe all you fuckers out, you know? Right. Um, uh, there's, those, there's those ideas, like, with disaster films, too. Like, we could have extinction, on a, you know, a biblical type of extinction. You know, and I know that that's not everybody's gig, but I think that's another interesting take on this idea. I think of the disaster. whole premise of disaster it can. It's a there's a very yeah, like wide said, it, margin it of what so fits into it. So many hats. It's a, it's a, it's why when you mention this, I'm like, this is going to be a a weird one to tackle because there, the problem with fucking movies is they just wear a lot of hats. It seems like yeah now. yeah yeah. It's, it's cinema, you know, carries on. Movies just they're they hybrid and hybrid of course, and hybrid. You know, we just yeah. art just does that. Yeah, we we expand on genre. We parody them. Yeah. We revise them. We mishmash them up. Yeah, we got to. And, and that's and that's great. Now. That's yeah. the that those juxtapositions <laughs> and you know blending things and blending ideas and whatnot. Um, it's funny. I was watching a documentary on you know and just. Just it, it illustrates this idea. I was watching a documentary this morning at the gym on uh, on video games, on graphics specifically, graphics and video games and how they've evolved, you know, over the last fifty years. And I didn't realize how many different styles of graphics and how many different ideas people have oh, had yeah. mm-hmm. to make things move certain ways. You know, and as you know, if you don't think about that stuff, you don't really understand it. You right. don't appreciate it. This thing kind of highlighted all that, and they're like, nowadays we have. People, independent, you know, people who do graphics like these, right, right, these these small houses, and they blend all these different ideas together, and they make these insanely cool games. Yeah, yeah. They but they're just blending all these different styles, like vector and raster, and that's that's the old school stuff, three um, D emulation and all these crazy things they were doing. They blend all these ideas, so that's the same type of thing. I think what made this especially this topic challenging is just that is that. Disaster movies can be masked with so many different other genre types too, uh, and it's you know it's tough to put your finger mm-hmm. on there. But I think we I think we did a pretty we ha- I think we hit the the good ones the ones that really really need to see. I think. Two we didn't mention though. Well, mention them, yeah. Mention 1972, The Poseidon Adventure. The Poseidon Adventure mm-hmm. is a mainstay. That is a really good character driven study. It really gets to the core of survival. And people working as a team yeah. to try and survive, and then of course they some fall off, and some can't last as long as the others, and it's really sad. Like Shelley Winters' character, yeah. in that movie, you know she's I, I hate to say it, but she's kind of a sad sack in this movie. But you really kind of sympathize, mm-hmm. yeah. with her trying to escape with people that are more physically fit than her. Yeah, you know, you get this different, varied group of different characterizations all locked in one place and seeing them work together is really interesting. Kind of a really good dynamic between all of them and Gene Hackman. Yeah. You know, fantastic. I mean, that guy could do no wrong either. So we have Poseidon adventure in 72 and another one that I think kind of defines the core ideals of the disaster movie is of course the classic 1974 film, the towering inferno, towering inferno, Steve McQueen, Paul Newman, you know, yeah, that that one kind of hits the nail on the head too. Mm-hmm. But again, it varying degrees with everything. I want to take us off script for a second. I just okay. realized something. I'm sorry to do this, but we were talking about <laughs> suggested viewing earlier. Yeah, and I realized I did watch something. 
and I want to throw it out there because I think it's no, super, cool. I think it's really wrap important. Up anyways. I think Blake actually mentioned this uh, on, on, our, on our on our board. Uh, three identical strangers. Oh, okay. I documentary not seen that. about it the, was Josie that mentioned that. Was it Josie, yeah. Thank you, Josie. You know what? No, and I was talking to them about it. I, I think I said I'm going to watch it. I'm, yeah. I, and I did watch it. And man, if you haven't seen this. Sit down and watch it. it. It's it's a disturbing account. It's crazy. Oh wait, I think I did see the what the, t- the she posted about that. The, yeah, the three identical yeah, twins. I'm sorry, I took it so far off the thing. I know, but I don't care. But I but I I just realized that towards the end here, yeah, it's a, it's one, and you can watch it on Hulu. It's on Hulu if you have a Hulu subscription. It's there for you, for the taking. Uh, Mara is a writing fool tonight. Mara's well, because the past few, the past few weeks you've recommended everyone's recommended stuff, and I forgot it all. So I'm like, I'm bringing my pen this week. It's yeah. a way to do it. So yeah, I'm sorry to take us off script here, but that's cool. I wanted to mention that that's a fantastic documentary. That if you have a Hulu account, get in there and watch it. It's it's, it's 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 you know it's it's an hour and a half. It's not a huge investment of time. Uh, but it's definitely worth the time. I've heard nothing but good things it's about amazing. that It's amazing. It's incredible. It's so amazing. do we have any more we want to throw out there, or you guys are going to wrap this I up? Have, I have an honorable mention. Okay. It's a, uh, it's a, not a movie. It's a sh- it's an t- episode of a TV show, but it's the Star Trek Next Generation episode, Disaster, because it's very framed on like a disaster movie. Yeah. And uh, I think like the power goes out, and they're stuck in an elevator. Some people are stuck in an elevator with Picard. Yeah, and, yeah. And then like... Uh, Troy is on the bridge and she has to take um, command for the first time. And oh God, she's kind of pathetic and she I has feel to like, like learn. I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, nope. Go ahead. She is. She's she's like she's like oh I've never taken command before and they're like <laughs> uh-huh. they're like you gotta step up. You're the senior officer. Yeah. Get, out, get your ass up there in the chair. You thought you were tough? Prove it. Well, it and seems like there's a does. lot. It seems like there's a lot of, you know, Star Trek, especially Next Generation. There is. A lot of disaster, you there know. There is. You know, near misses but they th- have. This is, this is like the one, though, that like really gets me to think of like all the movies we were talking about. And yeah. like, yeah. especially with the whole segment with Picard and the kids being stuck on the elevator because yeah. he hates kids. Yeah. They're all like get, worshiping him for Picard Day. Yeah. And then. He kind of like he's like, okay, you're my crew members now, and we're gonna get out of here. And well, he he persevered through that. He yes. had to he had to adjust. He hurt. I think he hurt his leg too, so he, yeah. he had to like depend. God, on, I haven't seen that for. I haven't watched yeah. that one in a long time. Yeah, I'm that's crying. like that's probably. I, I mean, watch that episode now. Every wow. episode I talk about, I'm gonna say is one of my favorites. But that's one of my well, favorites. Star Trek. It's yeah. Star Trek. It fucking rules. You can't you can't touch that. But stuff. that was like the first thing I thought of when we went disaster movies. I was like disaster. The Next Generation episode, <laughs> not a movie. Hell yeah! Well, let's wrap this up. Fun show, yeah, yeah for sure. A lot of fun. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot covered too. Yeah. Um, like I said, I can't say that enough. This, this, this topic is a tough one. It carries a lot of weight and it wears a lot of hats. So yeah. I think, yep. But I think we did a good job. There is almost like a disaster film in every genre. Yeah, totally. Oh, no, if you go on, there's a Wikipedia page for disaster films. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. hundreds. Oh, my God. It's it's a really good And they good have guide. it all break broken down by yeah. type of disaster. Type of disaster, yeah. Wow. All right, all right, folks, we'll be back next week, but I think we're going to have to do a different night next week. Uh, episode 112, we're going to do our favorite movie soundtracks. Not Woo-hoo. scores, we're but soundtracks. Hell, yeah. It's going to be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. So we're gonna be dancing the whole time. We're gonna be sampling and I'm gonna dancing. Be singing. And Hell yeah! Shaking our butts, <laughs> shaking our butts at that camera mm-hmm. right there. Just that thing. Just as long as you don't have to see me. Tune in. Tune in. Tune in next week.
See ya. Good night. Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com and find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes.